What's up, everybody? This is another episode of I'll Take Three, a movie treasure hunt. I think, um, did we drop a movie treasure hunt? I guess unofficially. Uh, unofficially, we discussed it, but we haven't technically done anything because I don't have Photoshop anymore, so I haven't made a new logo. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we should drop the the just I'll take three. Oh, okay. We're good. We All could, right. Like, we're the opposite of Suicide Squad, and we are pro-Facebook. Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize we would be pro-Facebook, but... Yeah, we're the opposite. I, I, guess, I guess you're the leader of the, this cult. <laughs> no, none of the characters on the poster, just the opposite of the opposite. Suicide Squad. <laughs> Alright. Um, but for real, this is uh, another episode of I'll Take Three, and I will be kicking us off here today because the film we are uh, talking about is the one I selected. So uh, if you're, this is your first time listening, let me introduce myself. I am the one, the only, Alex. Oh, shit. Get that guy out of here. Who was Get out of here, motherfucker. Damn, Jacob just slapped somebody. Yeah, it was this, this old lady was booing you. Jeez, the, was it the old lady from Space Jam? I'm pretty sure it was, <laughs> it was, it was Grandma Ma. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I introduced myself. Why don't I let the, the Grandma Slapper himself introduce himself? Yo, yo, bring me your grandma. I'll slap her in the face because my name is Jake. Mr. Jake Duke on Twitter. Follow me. Also, uh, <laughs> rate and review this podcast. Goodbye. Are we signing oh off? <laughs> no, but um, I don't think it, I've I've always done the sign offs, haven't I? Isn't that? Weird? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you always do it. Um, and we are also joined by the grandma, um, Kristen. <laughs> I'm the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only person in this in the, on the podcast who has the possibility of becoming a grandmother at some point. So, oh uh, for you, yep. I mean, hi, not I'm Kristen. I sound weird in this what? episode because I'm sick. <laughs> Just don't assume my gender, Jake. So, oh, I'm so. sorry. Well, this I don't assume weird. it. You I know it because I know who you are. Introduction. No, wait, I wanna I wanna hear Kristen's introduction again because Jacob was too busy talking about me being a grandma. Go, Kristen. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kristen. Boom. <laughs> Dang. Short and sweet. Just like she that. also apologized for uh, her voice because she's feeling a little sick. Alex. Oh, yeah. Yep. So. A little under the weather or full of allergies. We, we're not 100% sure. Um, Pretty sure a so bee attacked her. That's true. I yes. sent it. I, s- <laughs> I it saw this <laughs> poor, poorly drawn lines cartoon. Oh, my God. And the, this guy got stuck, or no, he didn't get, he was getting chased by a bee, and he's like, ah, I'm allergic, and he got, um, the, the bee had a gun, and he's like, the bee doesn't sting you, he shot you, he's like, I'm allergic to guns. Oh my god. <laughs> stupid. That's stupid. Um, but we are here today to wrap up Jacob's theme, uh, uh wait, what was your theme again? Oh my gosh, you don't, why don't you remember this theme? Okay. We're talking about... We're talk- do you remember it? I do. Okay, go for uh, it. The theme is free will, destiny, and... That's it. You got it. Okay. Predeterminism. Mo- yeah, movies 
related to that. About fate. Fate. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. So films that have Should to I do with those. That one. Oh, wow. His his tattoo says, fate is my butt. What? <laughs> no, it says, fate is real. Here's my butt. And then it's an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's fate is your butt, Jake. Yeah. I just want you to know in case anybody gets confused about the directions. <laughs> No, but your tattoo, maybe fate can only take you so far from Punchlines. Punchline. 37 Everywhere? Is that the name of the song? That's the album. Uh, Is that the song, too? Um, Yeah, I think that might be the song as well, yeah. Can't remember either. Because I always get it mixed up with another song, and I get upset when I try to play the song, and it's not the right song. Because I'm like, this isn't the right song that I want to listen to. Is it even a song? (laughs) I think the song sucks. (laughs) But, uh... We finished up, or not finished up, but we listened previously to, listened, what the hell am I saying? Previously we watched <laughs> You're drunk. Um, the Truman Show, which obviously has to do with, um, you know, free will and that sort of thing. And yep, that was, the, that was the most recent that we watched last week. Hopefully y'all caught it. Yeah, it's on the old, uh, wherever you buy your podcasts. Anyway. Um, anywhere podcasts are sold. Dalton, Dalton, uh, not Dalton, Dalton, B. Dalton. Where's B. Dalton, there you go. <laughs> Hopefully you get your podcast from there. And Jacob kicked us off with this theme with the film, The Adjustment Bureau. So um, both of those um, films um, led us today to the arrival of my film, <laughs> Ar- Arrival. <laughs> How's that? that I like that was the that was the most hey linguistic linguistically speaking that was great you know what I'm saying yeah thanks yeah so I, yes so yes so yes this movie's from 2016 which it's the newest of the films we watched for the theme dang I'm glad for that why I don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad for it because it looked good. <laughs> oh yeah, it did. There's some good um, scenes, sets, uh, special camera effects. work. The cinematography yeah. is really nice. The uh, the audio mixing involved the sa- the sound and the way that it sets the tone for the l- the lighting even e- even the acting and the directing. Yeah, so this is a 2016 American sci-fi drama, and it is directed by Dennis Villanueva, who... Never heard of him until this movie. Really? He's done some um, outstanding films. So he did... um, There's a lot of them I haven't seen, but I have seen Prisoners, the Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman movie. Oh, I know what happens in that. We watched it together, Kristen. Oh, then I do know what happens in it. <laughs> I, I It was when we were living in the apartment. We were still a fresh relationship, so I was able to convince you to watch it, probably. And we got it from Redbox and watched it. I don't remember it very much, though. So. Redbox. Wow. Man, I haven't but used Redbox in a while. It's really good. I think it's like a three-hour film, though. Um, but it's really good. It's worth watching. Uh, then he did uh, Blade Runner 2049 after this film. After Arrival. And well, like I, when we talked about Blade Runner, I can barely remember what happens in 2049, but I remember it being pretty good. I got to go back and watch it. Man, and I'm, then he 
he wrote and directed the uh, upcoming Dune movie that's coming. Okay, that's got a lot of hype behind it. Yeah. So he's he's done some good good films. He also did Sicario. I've never seen that though, but I heard good things about that. And well, then some uh, other films. I, I, as someone who recently watched Blade Runner, Blade Runner the original for the first time, as you all know. I haven't seen 2049, so I'm not familiar with that. Haven't heard of The Prisoners, and Dune's not out yet. So this is my first, my first uh, introduction to um, Dennis Villanueva. There's only on. one N. What do you think? Oh, it's pronounced Denis Denis Villanueva. Denis 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 Villanueva. He's from Canada. He's from French Canada. Mm-hmm. Quebec, which is where this film was mostly shot, was in the Quebec, Montreal area. Cute. Um, which Montana didn't look quite like Montana, but it was pr- pretty close. It was it was close. I uh, they didn't like they didn't have a ton of scenery shots, but yeah, just where it, the yeah aircraft was, spacecraft was the seed. Mm-hmm. So this film came out uh, in 2016 based on a short story that was released in 1998. Uh, the short story was called Story of Your Life by Ted Chiang. And the that was actually going to be the original title for the film as well, but it didn't test well, and also the director thought it sounded too much like a romantic mm-hmm. um, type of film, which uh, he wanted to make sure it was clear what the story was, so they ended up landing on Arrival. Rival's not a bad name. I don't know if it's the perfect name for this movie, but what what would be the perfect name for this movie? It's uh, interesting. I think I think if they could have done something to involve language somehow, you know, in it, in it would have been would have been a nice touch. Like a rival's good because it like really tells the story. Like we're having aliens visit us, you know. But so much of this movie is about language and like understanding, you know, communication and you know, that kind of stuff that it would have been, it would have been nice to maybe try to work, work that in there somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I, like, I don't have an idea. I didn't plan, plan out like 25 names to test out for you today. Well, I hope you wouldn't have tested out 25 names, uh, for the perfect name. Cause that would not make any sense. <laughs> got him. Damn it. I gotta <laughs> write this down in my journal. Alex got me to <laughs> burn bad. <laughs> So this uh, short story was released, and the screenwriter who actually you know wrote the script for the film based on that story, Eric Hessier. Man, we're I'm killing pronunciations today. Yeah, probably butchering his name too. <clears throat> I th- this movie stars Amy Adams. Got well, it. I wasn't done talking it. about Eric Hessier. No, I just wanted to get a pronunciation in there that was correct, so that way we had credibility. You know, that was good. Kristen, you got one. What's his name? Jeremy Renner. Oh, Jeremy sounded weird. Oh, wait. I said his last name backwards. Let me try again. Jeremy (coughs) Renner. Okay. Hey, it's a palindrome. That's pretty good. (laughs) All right. Now we got credibility back. Um, So the guy wrote, um, wrote, damn it. Eric Hessier read the short story and immediately uh, wanted to turn it into a film and started writing a spec script of it. The film... Um, took a little bit to land on the director, and eventually, Denny Denny Villanueva was um, selected. 
he'd been wanting to make a sci-fi film um, for some time, but I'd never found like one that he wanted to to make. I guess. Okay. Um, and the director immediately took t- to wanting to work on this, although his work on Prisoners meant that he did not have the time to adapt uh, it into a screenplay with Hessier. So Hessier is the one who pretty much worked the whole screenplay, and then. Wait. When did Prisoners come out? Uh, twenty thirteen, I think. Okay, so this guy hasn't been around for a long time. No, not too long. No, not some, nearly as long well, as his T-shirt. Well, he had some French Canadian films before that. So, um, before he started doing American films, and there was some some story some differences between the story. Um, originally, in the short story, uh, the heptapods arrived on Earth in a like a first contact situation. So it was more like, ten, you know, the tension was there more than mm-hmm. them just waiting for the humans. But I think the way they handled it was much better in this one. Um, and they, I, I remember reading, it's not here on the Wikipedia page, but that there was 112 spacecrafts Holy or cow. something. So the math, at, you know, towards the end of the film, um, what probably wouldn't have landed as easily as it yeah, does for this one, and then uh, and then they cast some pretty good directors. Amy Adams, which pretty good directors. Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> Jacob, hurry! I need some more credibility. Let's see. Let's see that. Well, the actors we can go ahead and name them: Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker. Okay, being being old general over here. We got Michael Stahlberg. I yeah. thought from his profile he looked like Richard Nixon, and Kristen. Stahlberg said, did. Nope. Yeah, that's what I thought. But Kristen, what did you say? No, he didn't look like him. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> serious contention at your house. <laughs> what is uh? Which character is he? Um, the CIA he's the, guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah kind of guy running, running. Things. He kind of uh, he reminded me of. So, oh gosh, I can't put a name on it. Almost, he almost looks like Quentin Tarantino, uh, okay, a little no. bit. I remember and he kind of looks like Robin Williams on this profile picture on Wikipedia. He does kind of. I remember him from uh, season three of Fargo. He was in that. Don't you know? Yeah. Oh, he was in Shape of Water too. I watched that recently. I had somebody call me uh, at my customer service job from. Uh, Wisconsin with the with a really deep accent, and I was just having a really good time talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Did you find funny. yourself wanting to to try to do it with them? That would be so hard for me not to do. I don't think I was. Tr- I don't think I had to avoid doing it, but I was just like, like I don't know. I was probably made the conversation go on a little bit longer than it needed to. Yeah, just kind of just to like, keep hearing them, hearing it a little bit, you know, because it's just so natural. I got stuck doing a Wisconsin accent before. <laughs> Yeah, when we like binged. Yeah, we were binge watching Fargo, and I'd go to work and I'd answer the phone really weird, <laughs> <laughs> and I kept catching myself doing it, and it was just really hard not to do it. Like <laughs> I couldn't stop. It was so funny. That's funny. I really want to rewatch the second season of Fargo. That second one was so good. Do you remember that that one, Kristen? No. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the uh, the whole series. First first season, well, it's an anthology, so each season it's its own story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the first one's really good, but the second one is amazing. The third one is pretty good. And then the fourth one, I watched the first episode and didn't get hooked and never finished it. So, so it's not not like True Detective one. where season two is terrible. Yeah, and the first and third ones are the best. Yeah. Yeah, the second one is the best. <clears throat> anyway. There's the one with the hairy chest. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, th- that's about it. The film also, Amy Adams worked with some linguistics. Uh, experts to prep for her role um, because she plays a linguistics professor Mm -hmm. um, you know coming on to try to communicate with the aliens and so she did some some prep with you know for that Uh, one thing and I I know we'll get to it later I don't want to touch on it yet but there is a part in the film where there's an important line that is told and the um screenwriter worked like months trying to figure out the best perfect line hmm. and then the director ended up uh not even subtitling the line and so <laughs> wow. nobody knows what was said um i don't know if you've already looked that up or not yet jacob the line for some of the, the alien side no the line um i guess we could foreshadow um near the end when the chinese general is like uh you told oh, me okay. my wife's dying words yeah i didn't was, look it up i didn't see what it said Oh, I was I was gonna treat. Google it, but it's I didn't. a it's a really good line. Oh, man. It's a shame that they didn't translate it. I was kind of wondering about that too. Okay. Yeah. You have so. you'll be able to tell us later, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I got cool. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. <laughs> and uh, to further tease, Kristen will be selecting her theme and film for our next episode. Do 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 do. That was a sports center. <laughs> I was, like, was going to say, what theme song is that? I've heard it before. Okay. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. Hey, this this movie made pretty good money, too. It had a $47 million budget, and it made uh, $203 million worldwide. Dang. That's a pretty this good. was one of those Oscar films, too. It was nominated yeah. for I had a bunch, eight, like eight? Yeah, yeah, eight nominations, including Best Picture and Best Director. It won um, one. Right, it won for best sound editing. Yeah, there we go. Which, See, I knew that I sound was good. It did not receive any acting nominations, though. Oh man, Amy Amy Adams was good. I know she, she got really a global global glo- Golden Globe nomination. A global, a global, a global gold. <laughs> <laughs> so they should they should gotta change the name. I'm call I'm calling my people. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean she's a Jeremy Renner's fine. He's he's. He's a fine actor, but he's not like a great actor. He doesn't add. He doesn't add yeah. much. Forrest Whitaker is. is uh, I always see him. I always see him. I'm like, oh, that's Forrest Whitaker. You know. <laughs> you <have a> <laughs> I don't know the whistle. The you don't whistle. know the whistle? Oh man, I don't. I can't. I can't whistle very good in, in tune, or I would. I, so, I, yeah, I'm not even trying. Okay. <laughs> my forehead's itchy, so I'm taking my hat off. People. Whoa. It's a, it's Let's a late, late night here in the, uh, in the all take three recording studio, and Alex is taking off his hat. When is it never not a late night? Now you look like your hair's all flat and it looks greasy, and you look like Stanley Tucci's character from The Lovely Bones. Hmm. Isn't he a bad guy in that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Alex. Thanks. Um, I've never you seen should- that. You should grow out your mustache really long and shave your beard. Well, I was growing out the Ted Lasso, and you know what I did wrong? 
So I have nervous habits. I'm a nervous type of person. I'm always chewing on pens. We've talked about this plastic stuff. Something else I do, if my mustache gets too long, I end up plucking out the hairs on my mustache with my teeth. So mm. what happened was my mustache, I do it on one side. It was like crooked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I had to trim it up. I'm like, damn it. Why yeah, I can't I just leave it alone. I can't have mine super long because once it starts going over my lip, it's annoying. And if I can feel it like hanging down, it bothers me. Like, you just start licking at it? Yeah, I lick it. Yeah. And like, this has got to go. Mm-hmm. Then I Then I got to trim it. It was looking pretty good, too. I'm so mad at myself. Well, and then I was just going to try to salvage it and let the patches grow in, you know? But I had a job interview, and I was like, I can't do that. So, Well, good choice, because uh, you got the job right. Maybe. Um, the guy at the end of the interview was like, I look forward to working with you. Uh, so you'll hear one way or another. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> did you but it's a, did you, you know you grab by the stuff so did you grab him by the balls and say give me the job yep i sure did okay and then he's like how did the hell did you get your hand all the way over here i was like i got some uh cool stuff man cool stuff <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen dr strange it's yeah. nothing like that oh uh, what's it like like fantastic four uh yep Okay, cool. It's also like Space Jam when Michael Jordan shut your shape. That's true. Man. Man, uh, this this movie is dope, by the way. <laughs> Did you start if... talking and you didn't know where you were yeah, going? Yeah, I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> I was going to mention something about, because uh, we were talking about the Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, and I thought I had something else to add to that, but we covered the Gram, the, not the Gram, it's the Golden Globes, so. I don't think I have anything else to there, so I kind of, you know, kind of peandered off. Okay. Uh, anything else that you guys want to add uh, um, regarding this film before we jump into some some of our thoughts? Now we can um, jump in. Well, real me. quick. Sorry. Um, I mean, I was kind of hesitant. I mean, I had to watch this movie. Kristen never. So every time we have to watch a movie, <laughs> Kristen's like, I'll just watch it tomorrow or i'll just read the synopsis uh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why it just feels like um a i don't chore. know it does feel like <laughs> a chore sometimes and like today i watched hocus pocus for no reason like <laughs> just because i wanted to it but like having to watch it for the podcast i know i'm gonna have to take notes i know i'm gonna have to really pay attention and so it's like homework like you know what i mean like i'm like dreading it it's funny i get that a little bit i definitely uh i'm like oh gosh i gotta take notes i gotta make sure that i'm paying a lot of attention and that kind of stuff yeah um, mm-hmm. and i've lately i have been putting the movies off to the last literally the last day to watch them and part of it is like oof i know that i know that i will uh have time to watch it and it'll yeah. stick more in my memory if I watch it the day of. So it'll help me talk about it. But it's also partly like, ooh, I got to take notes and do this homework <laughs> type thing. But I do love to love to talk about it with you guys. So, yeah. yeah. Were you going to say something, though, about that, Kristen? Like you were not wanting to watch it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, but I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really good. Um 
I don't know. I just like the whole story of it. And I thought I thought it started out like really slow and I was confused you know, a lot of the time, but it was good. So we didn't do first like yeah. experiences. Yeah. Is this your first time watching it, Kristen? Yeah. Mine too. And was- this is my second time watching it. So I watched this a few years ago. Kristen, I think you took, it might have been before Logan was born, but I think you like left and I was at, just at home, I think folding laundry or something. And I turned it on um, and uh, loved it. And I've, uh, I remember liking it a lot, but never had watched it again since then. And so getting to watch it this time, I will say knowing what comes with this film, it, it hurt so much worse mm. this time around. I uh oh sorry were you done yeah okay yeah I uh so I hadn't I didn't know this movie beforehand in terms of seeing it but I think this was one of the movies that but you knew it by title so yeah I so <laughs> I didn't know this movie I I barely knew it by title I'll tell you that much because uh, I was gonna mention was uh I think it came out and I might be mistaken here but around the same time as Gravity and Interstellar and I think these three movies kind of there was a lot of space movies around yeah. that time. And I was even thinking, like, Jeremy Renner, I was like, ooh, wait, is this starring Matt Damon? I was like, no, that's The Martian. And I was like, oh, that's a different movie, you know? And um, mm-hmm. I was, so I was kind of trying to think about if I had seen this, and I definitely had not once I started it. And uh, we'll get we'll get into it a little bit, but I, I was kind of on the same page with you a little bit, Kristen, in terms of being confused, but uh, definitely not nearly as confused as when I was watching Blade Runner. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> This is another confusing movie I picked. Also, is this our second alien movie after Starship Troopers? Starship Troopers. We also had um, we also watched uh, Alien when we were uh, in our own free time just for fun. That's true, but not for the (laughs) podcast, right? Um, what's what's your favorite Alien kind of movie? Mine or Kristen's or both? Who are you asking? Both of you. <laughs> I'm not. What you want me to just ask one person that question? No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it is, Alex. As somebody who, uh, as somebody who edits the podcast, listens to it back again, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always talking immediately and interrupting Kristen. So I'm trying to do a better job about letting her talk first. You know. Oh, okay, Kristen. <laughs> what's your favorite Alien movie? Um, and I don't mean the Alien series, unless that's that is it. But just if it's not favorite. Alien versus Predator, it's the wrong answer. <laughs> um, I mean, Alien versus versus Predator was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite Alien movie is. I try to stay away from that because <laughs> yeah. it freaks me out. <laughs> well, there's also some fun Alien movies like yeah. My Favorite Martian or um. Oh, others. you know what? I know one. Space Jam signs. <laughs> Coneheads. Oh, Coneheads. That's my favorite. I love go. Coneheads. That's such a good movie. <laughs> mine's mine's tough because I I really like um, uh, third the Encounters of the Third Kind. What is it called? Um, close, close Encounters. Close Encounters of the Third, of the third Kind. I really like. Um, yeah, that's a great one. But also, like Signs was probably my one of my first movies where it was like, ooh, this is like an alien movie, you know? Yeah. Um, like a. I got a budget alien movie thing to say about signs here in a second. Okay, which I really liked, but um, besides, I, I, be, oh my gosh, I'm a huge fan of like 
science fiction and aliens and you know stuff like that and i can't really say that i've seen a ton of alien movies like i've seen armageddon and stuff is there aliens i'm sorry not armageddon independence day (laughs) and uh sorry i got that mixed up uh i've seen armageddon though does it have it you saying that made me question of whether or not there were aliens in that. No, I was I think, like, uh, I, think I don't think more so. About the end of the world, yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I think uh, this could definitely go up there in terms of you know favorite alien movies. I just probably have to watch it a yeah. couple more times. But I like the alien interactions a lot more in this than in the third kind. Well, the third kind, it's just so short and mm-hmm. to the point. This. Um, so, as, we, as we've been talking about it, yeah, that one too. As we've been talking about it, though, and I didn't even occur to me, Jake, until you said Alien vs. Predator, but Predator is an alien movie then, too. Oh, yeah, too. it is, too. And that's probably my favorite one, honestly. Um, this one's up there, though. I love both Alien and Aliens. I'm one of the people who actually likes Aliens more. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Predator's got to be my number one. I love that movie. Uh, but about signs, I was going to say, um, during one of my team meetings, uh, this week, um, we talked about movies that scared us the most when we were younger Mm. and first thought, and the one I said was signs. Yeah. Um, the moment when the alien walks across the alleyway and he's watching on the TV in the closet. Yeah. That was really freaky. That that movie came out when I was like 12. And I remember that's probably the last time I went and crawled in bed with my with mom. That <laughs> that scene is so scary that even the scary movie thing where they make fun of it's a little scary because <laughs> it makes you think about the real one. Oh my god! But th- thinking about that, the probably the scariest movie that I remember ever watching was when me when me and you were at Jeremy and Christie's house and watched the original Exorcist. Uh huh. I, I, didn't, I didn't sleep that entire night. Really? Yeah, I was up the entire night. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think you've ever talked about that. No, I've walked. I like walked around the house and paced around the house like at night, just like Why looking didn't you around. Why did me? Because I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need to be in this all by myself. Well, I'm not gonna oh, be. Again. I'm not gonna tell you and bother you with it. You know, you're sleeping. Oh man, that is a scary movie though. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember how old I was, but I was not in high school yet. You were in middle school. Yeah. So I don't know. I was scared. Since we're on this topic, what's the scary movie that affected you the most when you were younger? Um. Let's see. Um. I don't know. It's not when I was younger, but um. When I saw the first Paranormal Activity, that mm. freaked me out like super duper bad. Like, when was was were we like high school age? Um, then? I don't know what exactly year? when Paranormal that came out. came out. I felt I was older because I drove there. Paranormal Activity is uh, pretty scary. Oh seven, so yeah, high school. Yeah, I've never but... seen it. But it got you. When good. I saw that, yeah, it freaked me out. Like I couldn't sleep. Like it was stuck in my mind like for so long. Yeah. It was pretty creepy. Yeah, I know. I know like Ouija boards and stuff are like that like it's not real, you know. 
But I've done, like, when I was in high school and stuff, I did them with my friend Jazz and Brittany and stuff. And we did them at late at night. And there was some scary stuff going on, okay? <laughs> it was it was rough stuff. That's funny. Those paranormal ones don't really. Um, a funny story kind of about going to see a paranormal activity movie. I can't remember which one it was, but. Uh, me and Melanie, I told you the story, didn't I, Alex? Yes. We went and saw it, and we came in separate cars, and it was like the premiere, so it was like packed and everything. And we watched it, got freaked out, and then we were waiting, like we went to our cars, and we were sitting there texting each other. <laughs> and I, we were like, I got to keep looking in the back of my car because it's freaking me out. Oh, man. <laughs> it was so yeah. funny. And like literally as I was driving home, I like kept looking in the back because I felt like something was behind me and I just kept looking. <laughs> Jeez. It was Man. so funny. It was scary, Man, but funny. That, I can feel the feeling. I'm getting kind of goosebumps on my arms a little bit just thinking <laughs> oh about gosh. somebody being back there. Oh, God. Well, that reminds me of that film Urban Legend. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Urban Legend. What about, uh, what about, uh, what is it? Uh, no Turn on the Left? What's that called? R- wrong Turn? Or wrong The turn. Last House on the Left? No. Um, what is that movie called? You used to have it um, on DVD, I think it? it was. I had Wrong Turn on DVD. Wrong Turn? Movie? Maybe it was that one. That movie used to scare me for some reason, even though it was a really dumb movie. Yeah, it was. It was dumb. I barely remember it, but I, anything I remember about it doesn't sound like it was very good. Like, I can picture scenes in my head when I think about it. You know, I can, like, picture the scenes in my head. And uh-huh. uh, they're pretty scary in my head, but it's probably really dope how I watch it again. It's kind of like when I used to remember the Idaho Museum, the Potato Museum, and how cool it was. Then I went there, and it's so dumb. <laughs> it's probably the exact same thing for... That's uh, your heritage, man. Oh, hey, God. just because it's my heritage doesn't mean it's not dumb. <laughs> Hey, I'm telling on you to the potato gods. Okay, go ahead and tell them to make the potato chip not broken. Okay, <laughs> it's two potato Was chips. Was that the though. problem? It's two potato no, it's chips. It's not broken though. in a whole piece by itself. It's just cracked. It's, it's not a separate piece. If you touch it, it'll separate. Trust me. Or is it a separate piece? Now I'm not sure. But when I remember it, I felt like it went all the way across. I'm looking it up. Idaho Potato Museum. Hey, um, if, if anyone would like to visit, come on out to Blackfoot, Idaho, to the Great Idaho Potato Museum. Hey, it's uh, it's kind of boring, but the it's it's actually pretty cool. And if you do go there, stop by Roops. It's right next door to the Potato Museum. Get the finger steaks. Get some fry sauce. You will not regret it. Go ahead yeah. and get you a go get you a is a swirly cone with uh, mixed Swir- flavors. Swirl cone. Yeah. The, um, do you they use root beer and vanilla in their swirl cone. Yeah, very, very delicious. Recommend roots all the way. Where are we at with this crack, Alex? I'm here. I got it. It's just a crack into the chip. It's not a whole piece off. I don't know if you can tell or not. I can kind of tell. I don't know. When I remember looking at it, I thought it was straight down the middle. I'm suing. Okay. I think we've rambled long enough. So let's jump into Arrival. We've arrived. To that. We have arrived to Arrival. Duh, duh, duh. 
Man, this movie starts out with some logos. Logo overload. It's got four logos. Paramount, and then, oh yeah, Filmation, go ahead. Lava Bear, and Twenty One Laps. Yeah, after it, after it gives you these logos, it tells you that this movie's presented by. Go ahead and say them again, Alex. Paramount, Film Nation, Lava Bear, Twenty One Laps. <laughs> Just in case you weren't sure who uh, put the money up for this movie. There you go. <laughs> and before we even turned the movie on, we just had it, because we watched it on Hulu, we just had it up, and Kristen's like, oh, Hawkeye's in this. Oh, man. So, Love to see it. Yeah. I'm watching, yeah. uh, me and Maggie obviously watching the Marvel movies. We just watched Thor. Have you been logging all the Marvel movies? I don't know. If I, I, don't... I don't know if I've been logging any movies. I also watched some cartoons recently that I don't think you... I've logged. You no wonder you're like, gosh, I only watched this many movies this year, or whatever. Because yeah, the you have Thor, Thor, and the one before that you have Iron Man. What about Incredible Hulk and Iron Man two? We watched Iron Man two. We didn't watch Incredible Hulk because it's not on Disney Plus, and we oh. haven't been watching the movies at my house. And Maggie doesn't have a Blu-ray player. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, we skipped that bad. one. I mean, for her sake, it's not like she's missing much. Well, I'll tell you what. We're I on the like bottom. We're on the bottom of my list, and. I've been, we've been, ha- my, Maggie's been like, these are the bad movies? So, it's going she's great. She's been liking them? She's like, she's loved every single one. Wow. And I've I've pretty much enjoyed every single one. I even was thinking about moving. What about Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2, I think, obviously I gotta move Iron Man 2 up above Thor 2. I've got to. But Thor, Thor 2 is up. Sucks. Thor 2 is up above. Thor 2 yet? Not no, yet. that comes later, huh? That comes yeah. after the first event. Yeah, the next one we got is uh, Captain America. But... It's fun. It's fun watching them with Maggie. That is fun. She's not. Has she not seen any of them? She she's seen. So she's seen um, very few. She's seen the first Iron Man. She's seen the first Thor. She's seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and she might have seen the first Avenger. Wow! Dang. Yeah. The first Avengers, rather. Yeah, just not. Well, the first Avengers, Captain America. Yeah, Captain the America. First Avenger. <laughs> she might have seen Captain America, the first Avenger too. I can't remember what she has. Around. The first Avenger two. Yeah, the sequel. Uh huh. You know, Civil War. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, she hasn't seen that. I'm, I'm fucking with you. She's uh <clears throat> maybe seeing the first Captain America movie and then the Avengers. Well, the movie. Civil War is the third one. So yeah, I know. Hey, let's wrap this up. Nobody gives a shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> so the film starts. What did you guys think about the opening scene? Because you're like alien movie and it opens. I was very confused. I was I like. My my literally thought is like uh uh I really I was really really into the the narration at the beginning you know mm-hmm. I can't remember the full quote but uh you know uh, memory is a strange thing it doesn't work like I thought it did uh we are I so know like watching it again this time I'm like oh shit they're foreshadowing it like crazy right now yeah <laughs> yeah um what what is it we're we're so we are so, so bound by time so bound by, by its time. order by its order yeah and you know. I obviously, I chose this theme for a reason. I do a lot of introspective thinking, a lot of thinking about time, a lot of thinking about the way that time works, the way that time flows. I do a lot of thinking about stuff that this movie touches on a lot. So I yeah. I had a great time with this movie all all the way through. Um, but that, that just at the very beginning, I was just like, yeah, totally, yeah. you know, time is, time is, not you know time is a 
is that what you were thinking when she was talking about it like that it immediately yeah as soon as as the movie started i was thinking about that yeah that's crazy. I, I don't think those were my first... What, what the hell did I say? I don't think those were my first thoughts the check first check time check I watched. I watched it. I can't, it's hard to say because that was quite a few years ago. But Kristen, yeah. I know you were worried at the very first of the movie because you're like, oh no, did she have a stillborn? And I'm like, no, but it's not going mm. to go good. <laughs> oh yeah. My yeah. first note is OMG, such a heartbreaking opening. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, sad. I said I said damn, this is a lot at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And then I I liked when she's Which obviously, you know, for anybody who didn't watch the movie, what ha- what does anyone I guess we could fill them in a little yeah. on so essentially what's going to happen is the stuff that it shows at the beginning is the stuff that really, if you laid the film out chronologically, chronologically, this is the stuff that happens at the end of her story of the mm-hmm. film. Um, Cause she has a baby. The baby is not a stillborn. Um, she grows, she's a kid. And as she gets older, she has a, um, a, a rare very disease. rare fatal yeah. disease. And she ends up dying as a teenager. Yeah, so it's um, and they kind of show you this right at the very beginning. So it's kind of like, you know, just kind of just yeah. immediate. Like you don't really know what's happening, but you know it's bad. And you know it's hurtful, like emotionally painful. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of meaning there. Um, but you're not exactly sure exactly what's happening. Yeah, and uh, um, obviously you're not aware that this is going to be a non-linear film so you assume that this is the way the story is starting mm-hmm. um but yeah some things i noticed like it sh- uh focused in on her wedding band which i thought was interesting because it's you know later on the film you can tell she doesn't have a wedding band anymore um the tickle guns i thought that was cute yeah uh and then she mentions you know so- she's like somewhere in the middle uh you know, we we lost you. She says something like that, and she's like, I, "I'm not sure I believe in beginnings and endings anymore." Mm-hmm. And so there was some more foreshadowing there. There's so much foreshadowing all throughout. Like literally, part one of my notes later on is every single scene tells you exactly what's going to happen in the next scene by saying it's not going to happen. Oh like, really? It happens. It happens in multiple scenes, and uh, I took I took some notes. So I'll try to try to like like oh this is one like as we go through. Um, but there was a point in time where I literally wrote down, like, this is literally happening because this happened like three times already. Oh, wow. Um, any more notes about that opening? Um, let me scroll back up. No, not with that very beginning. My next stuff is like when, uh, when, when she's like going to her job. Okay. Kristen? No, I didn't have any more. Yeah, so um, Amy Adams plays a linguistics professor, and we talked on that a bit. And so mm-hmm. just starts off like a normal day. She's going to class. Um, Which this is very relatable to me. <laughs> nobody's there. No. Or going well, to class. Actually, yeah, in my 8 a.m. classes, <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody is usually there for at least the first like 10 minutes. Then they yeah. all kind of linger through. <laughs> That's funny. But nobody but, being there, you know, she, she rushes through and they're all kind of hanging out outside you know a bunch of people are hanging outside it's very kind of commotive 
and then mm-hmm. she goes into class to teach, and there's like five students there. It reminded me uh, a lot as they're it's like kind of silent, and they're getting text messages, and they're like, "Can you turn on the TV?" It reminded me a lot of uh, what I remember 9/11. and kind of what yeah nine eleven what what I remember and like what I've been told and what I've seen of of nine eleven. You know, very yeah. very reminiscent of that. Yeah, definitely. And so yeah, twelve ships have landed um across the globe with which 12 ships have landed i don't know if you remember this alex when Jacob, i was in high school yeah. wait my note i wrote i don't know if you can see let's see where's 12 12 ships uh jacob uh mean meeting of 12 yeah or, hell yeah <laughs> i was like jacob you gotta tell us the meeting of 12 you gotta tell everyone about the meaning of 12 Yes, so when I was in high school, uh, right, uh, me and my buddy Chris, and I don't know why, I don't know why really we came up with this, but uh, we just started talking about life and the meaning of life and what the purpose of everything was, and and we started joking around, and like, you know, the meaning of life is just going to be some dumb numerical thing, it's going to be a number, it's the 12, the number is 12, and we literally in high school got this notebook and we started writing all these rules down for this religion of 12 and this number of 12 and how it's the <laughs> meaning of life and all this stuff and we literally had this notebook and we wrote down probably half this notebook full of just stuff and i still we made a facebook page and i had some followers and uh stuff and it was fun you know going through but uh you know 12 was kind of my 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 go-to number all the time now after that so that's funny yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> But uh, as they're watching that, then the alarm goes off. Like, well, shit, nobody needs to, everybody needs to go home and be safe. And she, mm-hmm. I love, she's like, class is dismissed. And I'm like, sorry. yeah, no shit. <laughs> she's like, sorry, guys. <laughs> and she tries to come back to work the next day. Like, nothing's yeah, she, going on. She, her thing confused me a lot. Yeah, like, a lot of that was like, that scene of like the ships coming and everything. Like, it gave me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, just because, like, I don't know, it freaks me out about stuff like that. And, like, for instance, when all of the stuff started happening with the pandemic and everything, and, mm-hmm. like, when they started sending everybody home from work, and it was just freaking me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah any that, kind was, of... that was kind of stressful, the any whole go-home stuff. Any huge changes like that where it disrupts our entire reality is... You know, it's it's a hard thing to realize, you know, mm-hmm. at the moment. And uh, I think even 2016, when this was movie was made, you know, 9/11 is probably the only thing that we ha- that I can think of before that uh, before coronavirus that was like everybody's life is Disrupting. different now. Yeah, 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 for real. Because everything else that's gone on since then, I think, has been more either local, uh, progressive, or, yeah. yeah, not progressive like getting better progressing but like just it the change has progressed Mm -hmm. over time um and so she goes home too and she's on the phone with her mom yeah and i like she's like mom don't don't bother with that channel yeah it's like oh yeah it's gotta be fox news i love she she says she says don't talk about them because they're they're all idiots on that channel is what she says (laughs) which i really liked yeah and then one thing, one thing that I noted here, and I don't know why, but my, my, I caught it, and I had to rewind to double check. When she hangs up her phone, she doesn't even look at the hang-up button. 
You know, she just kind of was like, pulls her phone down and kind of like, and then just like crosses her arms and she's like, I'm like, what if you're like, didn't hang up and you're just like, you know, just you might want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you just shit your pants because you're scared of the aliens. I'm not going to hear that. Yeah. Come on. You got to make sure you hang up. But, um, that's funny. They're probably like, ah, oh, who cares? It's, it's uh, not a real phone call. It's not so. a real phone call. But my mind is like, man, what if you start like having a freak out and your mom is, hears you on the other line because you didn't hang up properly, you know? Yeah. The, um, and this is the first time I know we talked about it a little bit, but this, like, as she's looking out at her house and stuff, mm-hmm. just the set and the scenery of everything, this film is just full with just beautiful scenery and sets, I think. Yeah, and she's got a nice house. Yeah, she does, especially for linguist. I guess she's worked for the government, so she yeah, gets- which which that was news to me. But uh, this this first scene where they're in their house, they're starting to you know get some information. They show the first map where they kind of landed, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, did that alien land in Idaho? What is going on? It's I was close, really excited because yeah. it looked it looked like the red dot was right in Idaho. I was like, where's this movie going? Well, it looked it looked the by the um, location that they go to. It looked like. Uh, western montana so it was probably pretty close to idaho yeah because the eastern montana is more like prairie land stuff so the um she's uh sleeping um Mm -hmm. and she's got a big body pillow and stuff and i was on i wrote down um how intentional that was for her character and stuff because it makes you think like that she is alone. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I, I, I literally, I thought about it for a second, um, mm-hmm. thinking about you know how the way she was holding it, and previously I didn't think about it too much though. So you might be overthinking it. But the next seat, like kind of the way it moves forward, is the you can hear on the TV, you know, kind of like how the media, how you know, there's like. Uh, riots basically going on you know it's yeah. a lot of loud noises when she's waking up which uh um, especially in those like third more third world type mm-hmm. countries are already things are already going crazy yeah and the way that it, the way that like it really has a, a really harsh juxta- juxtaposition right here <laughs> where it goes with the really loud noises from like them rioting to her walking into class and it's all like yeah silent. and it's got this really long shot where it's got this synth tone underneath and this mm-hmm. long shot kind of showing the sky and her walking by herself and just her heels clicking. It's really set in the tone and it's just like, it kind of gives me, like it gave me goosebumps a little bit, you know, watching it. Oh, it wow. Was, I don't know. It was, uh, it was very eerie, you know? Yeah. Like she was alone, that, you know, at that yeah. moment. I don't know. And like she's focused on her, her work, which yeah. I think shows uh, how she's able to immerse herself in the, alien language and stuff yeah as we will find out yeah and then um, my next note was immediately wait a minute this this lady's got top secret access what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i know they're like the quickly uh yeah you already have the access so we could talk about this with you they're like quickly covered yeah they play her like a quick snippet of the sounds that the aliens make and they're like what is this saying? Like, what is she's going to automatically know. It's just so yeah. funny. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to bring this lady over to my house. What's my dog saying right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she's like, I'd have to be there with them. And he's like, fuck you. We ain't doing that. <laughs> she's like, 
You gonna, go to, you're gonna, gonna go, go to Berkeley, Berkeley and talk to that guy? Yeah. So like, ask him what the definition of this word is or something. The Sanskrit word for war. Yeah. And its translation. And so then that night, um, she's asleep and then the this helicopter lands and the way the light is and stuff. It I thought it was like a UFO. Alien landing. Yeah. yeah. That reminded me a lot of uh, Third Encounters. Yeah. Third Encounters. What is it called? Close Encounters. <laughs> Close Encounters to the Third Encounters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, they got to change the name. I'm, I'm calling Spielberg right now. They'd have to have two previous encounters in the movie to have a third encounter though. No, see, that's the thing is you got to start with the third one that we can have the prequels afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of like Star Wars, huh? Yeah, those great movies. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about watching them, but I don't know. It's hard. You should. So, Forrest Whitaker's there, and the first thing is like, um, ta- they, she's like, did you ask him? And uh, Or what did he tell you? He, he said, Gavisti. Um, he said it meant an argument. What what do you say it means? She said, a desire for more cows. <laughs> and she's like, all right, come on. <laughs> I thought that, I, what does that mean to you? I don't understand. I think it just means that that guy, because Forrest Whitaker really wanted to do things right. So I think it showed that this guy was going to assume things about the aliens mm-hmm. and not really try to uncover the true meaning. Because... Like a desire for more cows, what kind of what is that going to mean? So, I think it just showed that she is more in tune with actual the, the linguistic, not the, not just what the words mean, but the meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. Not just not just the letters, rather, but the meaning behind them. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, that's cool. my that's just what I think. That makes sense. And uh, they talk about it's like we're gonna go have some coffee with some aliens. <laughs> That's well, my next yeah. note. I don't know if you guys had anything before that. Well, I was really feeling the Jeffrey, the the Jeremy Renner science guy at the beginning, as soon as they introduced him. You know, part yeah, of me was his like, character kind of just becomes Jeremy Renner. Yeah, after that afterwards. Yeah, so uh, I I was really feeling the Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner's character at the beginning, the science guy. You know, his being a, a astrophysicist and um, kind of the way he was just kind of like studying Amy Adams. You know, reading her book or whatever it was. Uh, I, I like that at the beginning. I wish they had. I wish they had followed his character almost a little bit more, but I understand that they went the linguistics route, so it doesn't make sense. But yeah, and he had some good moments, like he figured out the twelve at the end. Yeah, the time um, as well. Yes, yeah. The um, other thing I'd say is one of the I can't I didn't write down any of the preface from her book that he cited, but one thing um, it's like language is the thing that brings us together um, mm-hmm. was the gist of. One yeah, of the words. Well, one of the things that it also says it's also the, the, like the war that causes the war it that causes conflict. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting that it's exactly what this film's all about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's they're set, literally setting everything up, Alex. Mm-hmm. This whole movie, this whole movie is non-linear. So yeah, things that they say in the beginning makes sense. You know, it's all yep. this movie's smart. It is. And, you know, this whole base camp they have in Montana really made me think of WandaVision. <laughs> oh, kind of, totally. They have. Yeah, that's funny. The town. I gotta watch that. That's that series. I gotta watch that series again, rather. Have you watched What If all the way through? Not all the way through, no. Yeah, I either. I have a hard time watching TV shows lately. I still need to finish that Reservation Dogs before we jump to... 
either what if or Brook last season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh watch. yeah, I forgot about Brooklyn. I should watch that. I uh, I I have a hard time getting into anything. I I've been watching my spare time. I've been watching uh, just like YouTube clips of SNL. Oh really? Not yeah. even Peacock SNL. No, because I don't have, I don't pay for Peacock so. I thought you paid me for something. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember anything. My money goes somewhere, and if it's set up and it's I have access to it, then it's fine. Okay. Um. So guess what? What's up, Buttercup? How would you guys feel about having to go try to talk to aliens? I'd be pumped. Now I'd be I'd be nervous. It'd be be a lot, you know. Do you think you could do it? I think I could do it. You do? Yeah. I, uh... If I didn't have kids or a husband, I think I'd be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think... I think I'd be... It depends on what I would need to do, you know? I don't think I would... Because I don't know anything about languages, you know? So I don't think I would be... Well, yeah. But I think I could be the guy running that video camera. Hell yeah, I could do that. (laughs) What if you had to try to communicate with the aliens... It'd be uh, it'd be tough. I don't know if I'm that that much of a outside thinker where like I can come up with ideas really well by myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one thing one thing that was a little bit terrifying is like they they have no idea, you know. It's it you know it's all it's all new world, and it's like could we die in there? Like, right. I don't, know. I don't know. See, that's the that's the tough part. It opens up every eighteen hours, and they don't. They never mention how long it stays open. Yeah, that's true. It stays open long enough. They left and got to come back. They're like, we've never rejoined a session before. So. Yeah, which which is strange to me because I'm like, do they know how long it lasts? I know you think they'd not, stay in there as long as as long as the can, aliens yeah. are willing to com- communicate with them. Yeah. Um. The when they get to the spacecraft and stuff, and they're going up into it and everything, mm-hmm. um, it looks like a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, um, which I thought was really interesting because they're like, they said that they're gonna need the humans' help later on. Yeah, in the future, and so it's like the humans are their light at the end of the tunnel too. So I thought that was interesting. Well, yeah, I was uh, I was gonna talk about the, all that whole thing later, but yeah. um, I like uh. I like the. I was very confused at first, a little bit, you know, where they're looking up. I was like, okay, so did they make it so they could see straight through the ship now? What exactly was happening? And then uh-huh. when when they like bought this, brought like the scissor lift over there, you know, to go up. It, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's just the ship. And then like like uh, that's cra- I wonder how it would be cool if there was a deleted scene. I doubt there is, but of the first time that people went up inside it, like. What, mm-hmm that experience was like that would be uh, uh be pretty interesting but i think it would it would not it would cause a lot more if, if they shoot it right you'd have to have a lot of uh a lot of tension and stuff like that i think it'd be hard to shoot for just one yeah the lead scene um yeah but but when they do go up to it they get to a certain point you know and it's like some their phones are acting up it's like some kind of electrical ma- electrical magnet electromagnetic magnet electromagnetic. oh my magnetic thank you field has like turned on and it just like yeah. shifts the gravity. Which is the gravity, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was very disorienting to it during that yeah. part of this. Well, 
And if you ever listen to scene. if you if you ever listen to any of like Bob Lazar's stories about when he was trying to uh, reverse engineer the anti gravity stuff, a lot of it had to do with like electromagnets and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty cool. Balthazar, Bob Bob Lazar, oh, from he's it, it's UFO stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, have you ever brought a canary in a coal mine before? He uh oh my gosh oh my god I know the I know it's from Zoolander but I can't remember the quote. It's from Zoolander, right? No, there's that's an actual thing. Canary oh, is it? No, oh, no. So no do you clue. know why they brought the bird with them? I do. Nope. <laughs> okay, Kristen. Um, something to do with oxygen. <laughs> yeah, it's um the birds got you know less ability to breathe and stuff like that. So the bird is having a hard time. That means they're gonna have a hard time. So, coal miners used to do it. Yes. Oh, cool. They would bring bird, a canary, in a coal mine to help tell them if it was safe to be there. That's and cool. So that's the same thing that they're doing here. Um, the way that the aliens sound, uh, they kind of sound like whales with growls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very deep, but it's very like it sounds very aggressive. Mm-hmm. How about the look of the aliens? Well, well, and and well, they said the title of the movie. You know, like what now? Oh yeah, they're like they arrive. Is what he, is what Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker says. And then like, my, we wait for their arrival. Just yeah, he doesn't say that. It's something <laughs> like that. He um, says they they arrive. Yeah, I think you had it right. And then my what I wrote was like, what is this? Stephen King's The Fog. <laughs> Okay. Lots of fog, except his is the mist. Shit. <laughs> it's late. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got it's, a joke. So I got late. a joke. <laughs> ready? So when I saw them come out, or when they were trying to talk to them, and they were like, what is your purpose here, or whatever, I was thinking that the aliens were going to be like, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Haha, I'm glad. And then it would say Finn <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Totally. But they're like very they look like the first thing I wrote down was they look like octopus. Mm-hmm. And then they call them heptopods, like a cephalopod, so it makes sense. It it my first thought was it looked like a hand, you know. Oh yeah. It looks like the little hand on the Adams family. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. Like, think isn't that what they call him? Thing? No, thing is the. No, that's cousin it. Oh, that's cousin it. Oh, okay. I think it, they call him thing. So then, um, they get back down. At some point. So my next note is about the kangaroo. Is that what do you guys have anything? No, I got stuff before that. I think. Okay. <laughs> I um, was like. Uh, wait, uh, when they said, wait, when they went up that first time, is that when they do the circle thing? No. No, no. Oh, okay, either. never mind. The, I was just like, it's a circle. That's the <laughs> second time? That was my note. <laughs> when she wrote human on the dry erase board. Yeah, that was the second oh, time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I think that's that's right here because... Uh, with the um, kangaroo, I think. Because what's his face? Um, yeah, the kangaroo. Yeah, you're right. Actually, the kangaroo was next. Yeah, because Jamie Renner is talking to the person from 
Australia or whatever it is, talking about mm-hmm. they trying to teach them uh, understand simple algebra, um, but they can't do it. But they get the complex stuff. Yeah. And to uh, which I was gonna say, okay, so, and then they're gonna teach them preschool words. They should be moving on to something larger, right? Are they gonna be trying but, to say something larger? Is or something you know? She she has a good point, and th- I think that yeah. point comes a- after the human thing, but before the human thing. They talk about the kangaroo story. Yeah, um, which she made up. I looked it up. It's not made up. She didn't make it up, but it's a real myth. Oh, like, okay. Um, and for those who haven't watched it, this the thing is, I, the part, I, and I also thought it was funny. She's like, um, so I'm going to need you to convince me that we need you or something like that. And she's like, kangaroo. And he's like, uh, what's that? And I'm like, you don't know what a kangaroo is, man? <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo but, song, kangaroo song. <laughs> they get. She's like, it, when the um, colonists landed in Australia, the, they asked the Aboriginals what that animal was, and they said kangaroo, which is their word for I don't understand. But they, and and he's like, okay, I get it. And then um, Jeremy Renner's like, that's a good point or something. <laughs> and she's like, well, it's all made up, but it's still true or something. <laughs> it still is important. Yeah, still. Just because it's made up doesn't mean it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. So that is the human part, I think, because then the next time they go up and they introduce, she writes her name mm-hmm. and his name, and they take their. Well, isn't this where they just a human? They don't take their gear off this time <laughs> until later, right? Well, I think the human. Is this before remember. or after she breaks down that sentence of what is your purpose here, and she's like explaining it to them, like we have to figure out if they even know what a question is, like yeah. And then the difference between you, you like the yeah that was during the whole preschooler thing, right? Yeah, yeah. that w- yeah, because he she so it was after the human part because then he she has to give him a list of words and she, yeah, he's like these are all elementary words. I need help me understand. And well, at that point, remember, Alex, I was like, language is complex. <laughs> mm-hmm. She said that, and then I was like, hey, look, and I had written down language is complex, <laughs> word for word on nice. my notes. Um, and then they go back up and that's when they introduce themselves. Yeah. And then to which they also, uh, some more foreshadowing. He's like, don't add anything to which I'm like, okay, so she's going to do some, some shit that she's not supposed to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then I like it. when, um, he take I- Ian takes his stuff off. The uh, guys in the back are like permission to abort. And I'm just like, God, <laughs> these guys don't want to do their job. They just want to get out of here. <laughs> They're like, Oh, can we abort now? Come on please well those guys weren't scientists they were just yeah, soldiers yeah, yeah like um they, is that when they call them abbott and costello yeah mm-hmm. and right. i saw a thing on trivia i told alex about was that um the abbott and costello was referencing the who's on first bit mm-hmm. they do because it's a play on language yeah, yeah it's all about mixed communication well, one thing that's cool about this is the alien language that that they have. You know, they uh, apparently they created they like created a language that had like uh, an extensive language that they created for this. Oh, it's like what they thing. did with Avatar. They like developed the Navi. Kind of. I don't think it's. The, I don't know if it's to the exact extent as that one because well, that's very extensive. But yeah, they're I creating think, a com- a communication ling- a spoken language with the Navi. This one was interesting, and they kind of talk about it a little bit, like 
It's semi-seismographic. Semi it mm -hmm. conveys meaning but not sound. So it's not like it, it, it is a language, but it's not a sound. It's like a, a mathematical expression kind of in, in language. So is it like hieroglyphics in a way? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they called it a uh, logogram. Logograph. Yeah. Logograph. Which is a different. Yeah. So yeah, the semi-seismographic yeah. meant that it conveys meaning, not sound. And the logograph meant that it is, there's not a front. It's not forward, like it's read non-linearly, pretty much. So, like all together as one, mm -hmm. basically. Um, yeah, and uh, the director uh, and screenwriter uh, Dennis and Eric are. I'm sorry, how did you say it? Denise and are Denis, Denis and Eric. Denis. Uh, they created a fully functioning visual alien language uh, that consisted of um, including a hundred different completely operative logograms. 71 of which we see in the film. That's what it says on uh, the IMDb trivia. Interesting. And that's the circle language that yeah. you were referencing, Kristen. And it's like all their language is written on the edge of the circle, which yeah. is interesting. The um, And so the thing that's really fascinating about this movie is like, because she is literally immersing herself in the language, that's why she's able to... Mm -hmm start to and one thing she says is you know experience it yeah one thing she says and they talk about is as you're learning a language as a child you know it it develops not only the language of your mind but the way that you think about things so mm -hmm. if you think about things in a you know with a pronouns he he him he, she her you know you think about that as genders are a thing you know whereas they do it kind of with time here the aliens mm -hmm. don't think of it as a future past present it's a everything always consistently the uh big bang is happening at the same time as the death of the universe type situation in the way that they see time mm -hmm. it, yeah totally. um well ian's the one who recognizes that in her i think as yeah, they're going you... along because he asked her about it about it like if she's heard that theory or whatever mm -hmm. that about immersing yourself in a language and stuff because mm -hmm. you could do it as an adult too like obviously the kid has to do it but as an adult like say you were picked up and dropped into you know portugal and you had to learn portuguese like yeah it'd be the same thing well and that's kind of like you know this they say that like the best way to learn a language is to immerse yourself in the culture because it's the the best way to get get the way that the the, the meaning of the words not just what the definition of the words you know you understand right. the, the feeling the meaning the importance of the words yeah totally um i also thought there was a part around this time too that the soldier one of the soldiers was talking to his wife and like she was so worried and the kids were worried and he couldn't say anything and like yeah that just must suck well and he was trying to calm her down you know like because because things weren't hostile, you know, and at this point, they had been there for a few days, and and for me, in my thought process, is they haven't attacked yet. They obviously have superior technology to us. If they're gonna attack us, they would have done it already, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I I was definitely I I would have been on the more calm side of things. I think with this, but um, yeah, my notes were, uh, you know. She's having she's having all these memories 
you know, of the yeah. of her kid and her daughter throughout. And I, and well, at and first it starts after. Yeah, after, after she that first really time they really are communicating. Yeah, and and that first time I was like, I don't really, I my note was like, she's having these memories of her kid. I don't really understand why, why it's happening. <laughs> Is what was my yeah, note? Yeah, what it means. Well, I didn't quite understand what was going on either. And the thing that I was thinking was that they're somehow um, planting memories. Not planting memories, but they're like trying to use up the memories, memories to yeah. communicate. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I thought at okay. first because I still was lost in this movie. Like I wasn't sure exactly what was going on, but that's what I thought was they were like trying to communicate with her through her memories or something. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that as well for for definitely a little while. Um, that seemed like the most most obvious choice, and uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I thought I that didn't think about that. And this this next part, you know, like where they come up with the name heptapods, mm-hmm. like it felt like they came with a break, like they came up with this breakthrough right then, and it happened, and everything just started happening so quickly at that point in time. Well, yeah, that well, and they're spending like that's a one of those what's it called to. Um, I can't remember, but you know those parts in the film when it makes shows time going by. A montage. Yes, it's like a montage because Ian's narrating it, and they're talking about the seismographs and the logographs and all that stuff, and so it's kind of montage showing that. Yeah. The things they're learning because it's like a month or two that. Well, it's not like twenty-three days, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like a month, and they're like, "We'll need another another month and stuff." They mentioned that. Um, you learn that. Jeremy Renner, Ian, and Louise, Louise, are both single too. Yeah, at this point, I was, I was like, wait a minute, it's a love story now. All of a sudden, you know, it just felt like they were like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, we got to get some love going on in this movie. Is what it felt like during it, you know, because mm-hmm. it didn't seem like they had really flirted much at all. Yeah, get, you know, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm single. Oh, I'm single too. You know, like, oh, we're in this pretty view together. Yeah, yeah. We're all in this together. It's only us, you know, type thing. It just felt yeah. it felt a little forced at the beginning. I I like them together, but at the beginning, right there, the way they did it, it felt a little forced. Yeah. Uh, I also thought, like, as they're showing the way the countries are starting to react and stuff, like uh, the way the talking heads are starting to react to, mm-hmm. like it. It made me think, like, God damn! If this happened now, it'd be just like this. Like, well, yeah, the 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 media elements that are involved, the the way they have like the alternate news that's like you can't listen to what they're saying, they're, you know. And I'm yeah. just like, that's exactly what's happening now, except it's on an extent that's yeah, it's on it's a not level that's even even worse than what we're at now. Yeah, and that's exactly what would happen. We'd have riots. We'd have people not believing. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's terrible. And then you see her, those, I mean, those memories are starting to pop up more. She's starting to s- imagine the alien there and stuff. And she's really starting to, everything's starting to overlap for her. So it's, you know, really starting to become, you know, she's not there yet, but she's getting there. I like when she hear, he she gets pulled in. She's like, hey, do you, you know, Mandarin? Can you translate this? Yeah. And she's like. Flower, I can't remember the term. I can't remember the, what they are, the the piece of her mahjong. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's mahjong. And she's like, they're 
communicating them through a game. And um, he's like, well, what's the problem with that? She's like, well, it's if, like if I tried to try teach you chess to speak, you know? Yeah, it's all about victory, defeat, uh, opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, if all I ever gave you was a hammer and he finishes the sentence, everything's a nail. Mm-hmm. And I thought I really liked that. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's an analogy that gets used a lot, you know. Hammer and nail, or hammer and you can't build the earth, or you can't build a happy, whatever the analogy is. It's used where you can't build Rome in a day, or you know. Yeah, you can't have a hammer to um, ride a horse. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is just not working. <laughs> And everybody starts freaking out and going black and going dark um, and not communicating with each other anymore. They're all worried about the way things are going. Yeah, this whole part, I was like, wait a minute. So they all cut off communications, and then immediately it says that China is requesting a meeting at the UN. I'm like, wait a minute, if they want a meeting, why don't they talk about on the communication service that they're... Well, they want to dictate the meeting, so if they keep talking, then people are going to figure out what's going on and stuff, so they want to... Hold the cards. So yeah. dumb. It's it sucks. Look up! Look at how big my stick is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I yep. hate I hate the world. Bombs! What the fuck? That was my next note. <laughs> I put. Oh yeah. Get the, the offer weapon. Yeah. I put, translation. They I put. So uh, they're just gonna go in there by themselves and be like. Give me weapon now. <laughs> and all these Fox News douche watchers are mm-hmm. going to try to go blow up the spaceship unauthorized. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you think that something like that would happen, Kristen? Since you have been in the military and stuff? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it. well, it's just, like, I can see where they're coming from, you know, like, they're scared, they're worried, you know, like, they are just, like, hyped up by all the news and stuff from, like, China and all of that, like, oh, they have a weapon, like, oh, I'm freaking out, and so I'm just gonna blow it up, I'm going to, like, just mm -hmm. get this over with, like, I get where they're coming from, but it's, like, that's definitely not the best approach, like... And the fact that they, like, didn't tell the the uh, Ian and Louise about it and they just let them go up there when yeah. they know that there's a bomb in there. Like, yeah, they were willing to sacrifice them. To, well, like, they're part of the problem in their mind. Mm-hmm, exactly. So. Yeah, part um, of me missed the whole blow-up part. I, uh, I didn't realize, like, the bombs were happening until... Uh, Till they're kind of exploding in the countdown, you know, was going on. Uh-huh. When they were up there trying to communicate with them, I was like, okay. Yeah. The pressure isn't because of these bombs. Pressure is because these aliens are, I don't know, time's about to run out, you know. Yeah. And then they give them that, you know, the their 12th of a puzzle piece. And yeah. Launch them out of the explosion, but Abbott, ends, you find out Abbott ends up dying because of that yeah he is death process um i wrote down here um have you guys figured out that ian is the father yet 
I, uh, because it's kind of, it's starting to show more of the. You can't um, see my. I don't know if you can see my note. My note says, uh, "Okay, so they gave us the weapon to see in four dimensions. Time being the fourth dimension. The daughter's not born yet, and Ian's the dad." Is my note. <laughs> yep. Hey, I did. I still didn't get it at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was pretty excited about it. Uh, I uh, it all kind of clicked for me. Um, uh huh. And I was uh, yeah. I like I said, the whole concept of time and like non-linear time and being able to okay, you realize something now, so you can affect it in the past, which will then affect yeah. the future. Like it just it makes me excited. Well, yeah, and then you have the where she's like, Dad looks at me differently. Yeah. And she's like, Well, I told him something that's gonna happen i know something's gonna happen and i told him like, yeah that whole thing is so tough and then the whole non-zero sum game like that's when it fully sets in like oh she could pick out anything from any point in her mm-hmm. life and insert it into another point in her life like it really is that it's much of a circle like, yeah it really is. It's which relates back to the whole language you know Mm-hmm. Which is also interesting, yeah. And I like, uh, you know, when they're when the aliens are giving away, you know, the the weapon, they're like, "You'll help us in three thousand years," you know. Yeah, because uh, they send a little, a little pod down to pick her up and bring it back up because they have pulled themselves further away. Yeah, like so they're they done get her. communicating essentially. You know, in the trivia, I saw a really cool thing too about why they didn't like land on earth you know like didn't they were hovering above Mm -hmm. the ground was because that was like making the humans be the last like to reach out to them they had to take their stuff yeah to show that they're not like for you know like they're not forcing themselves yeah exactly like Mm -hmm. they're leaving it up to the humans to try to reach out to them yeah that's pretty cool that makes sense And and like it's all that's all communication, you know, not being overpowering, allowing for equal, you know, equal voices to be heard. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. But the uh, her being in that, there was a lot of weird CGI with her hair and stuff. I thought. Yeah, when she enters the little room thing. Yeah. Yeah. The effects were really good in this movie, but there was some of that with the way that they're trying to. Because she's, it's all green screen besides her at that point, and it's just kind of looks a little funky. Yeah. Um. And that's the part when it starts talking about her. her dad looks at me differently, and she said she tells her she's unstoppable. Um. Yeah, I was that, crying at this point. Yeah. You know, that's uh especially when you have the knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know giving that much hope to a kid that I mean he wouldn't want to tell the kid he wouldn't want to tell the kid anything else but yeah and then but the Ian no I don't know it's it's so tough on every every angle of it I mean like I think me and Alex started to well I tried to talk about it because I was like I don't want to talk about this on the podcast because it might make me cry but um like if I knew something like that, I would take that to my grave. Like I wouldn't tell anybody. Wouldn't tell me. No, I wouldn't because it would it would affect your life. You know, like 
I don't know. Like, I just, I wouldn't tell you because I wouldn't want to ruin how you would feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want to interrupt your... Your life with this knowledge of your of the end. Purpose? It's... Not purpose. There's a different word I'm if thinking it was, of. If it was our daughter? Yeah, like, I wouldn't tell you. I would keep it to myself because I wouldn't want to ruin like what you would have with her. You know what I mean? Like, cause like her daughter said it, like he looks at her differently. So with her telling him it changed how he viewed his daughter at that point, you know, like, I don't know. It just, no. it seems like it would just be more hurtful something... for him to know it. But you to withhold that, I think, could also be painful. So much mistrust, you know, and yeah, not not if you didn't know, <laughs> but like ever. <laughs> but here's my question with that. But then. that means that you don't trust me either. Yeah, it's not that I don't. It not that I don't trust you. It would just be that I don't think you need to know. Like it's going to happen regardless. Why would you need to know it? You know. I don't know. Maybe. But that's you making the choice for me to not yeah. allow myself to know, you know? I guess that's true. Wow. It's a, uh, it's a catch-22. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was thinking about this a lot, and I don't know if... I don't know how, uh, how much you guys think about this, and I don't mean to bring everything down, um, but um, a lot of... A lot of things that I've I've read about and thought about, and um, with like the culture that's or not the culture, but the generation that's behind us, um, and them having kids. A lot of them talk about uh, in terms of like things that I've read, not wanting to have kids or the kind of don't even have the desire to have kids because because of the w- way the world is going and climate change and stuff like that. They don't want to bring any kid in the into the world where there's no future, and it kind of made me think of a lot about that during this movie. Um, about the choice to still have that daughter even knowing that she was going to die eventually, you know, no matter what, and um, forcing her to have a life that she would never have a future, you know, and, you know, stuff like that. made me think about a lot. Um, but that's also... That's also another a thing of, like, if you knew you were going to have a kid and you stopped it because of that, like, mm-hmm. that's your also withholding that choice from them it's crazy but one thing like talking about climate change like i've read stuff like um like we need more people to solve it too though like but i've also heard so much stuff that like where we're at now and at the rate we're going and the changes that we're making now there's just no chance well it's i mean there's inflection points but it doesn't mean like all right not like if we fix it now it's still we could still fix it up to a, a great degree yeah but you can't like fix it you know it's not like there's you're one not going to fix point it of no completely return. there's no way no, you're not there's no fix way it yeah. completely. but this inflection point like we passed it uh that sucks but the next inflection point is going to be worse yeah, so like, well, and if you follow the money and you think about where the money goes, they're all trying to get off the planet, you know. They know that there's nothing here that's going to be salvageable. They're trying to leave. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, the people with the money, they know that there's nothing left here. They're trying to get out. 
and it's just terrifying, you know? Yeah, well, they're not thinking right because they could take that money that they've made, turn around, and try to make the but, world better. But they know what the world is just, already, you know, because they, they, they live with the they're being in, I think they're being incredibly selfish. So I don't think, I think they just want to show off the size of their stick. Yeah, but they could, they literally could turn around and use all of that money they're making yes to improve selfish, things in the I, world and all of that like but no i need to make a stupid i need to try to get to space because well, i have a I'm lot saying. of money that's stupid. I, I think it's to the point where it's not because of that i think it's to the point where they know that it doesn't matter how much money they have they can't fix they can't fix what we've done to the earth because the earth is the earth We're is not this, that it's not that far gone i it, yeah i don't think it is I, it's not i i don't know it's far gone enough where we can't go back to the way it was, but it's not far gone where the Earth is going to be destroyed in 50 years. Well, we just had the, the summer that we had. It's going to be the coolest summer that we have for the rest of our lives. You know? Like, shit's not going to get better than, you know, what I mean? It's going to increasingly, like, increasingly get worse as things go. Because we, we have no plan to make it better, and we have no... In, there's nothing... There's no action that's showing intent to make it better. You know, it's... We're looking in a black hole and trying to find light, and it makes no sense. It's okay. The super volcano Yellowstone's going to explode, and then it's going to wipe out the world. It's fine. Like, we're fingers good. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Either um, way, it's over. So... The story of everything's gonna go to shit. China's about to attack. Wait, wait, wait. Um, sorry, real quick. Where's the part where she's like remembering talking with her daughter and they show the drawing that the daughter did of the her mom and dad talking to animals? Oh yeah. And they had like the sculptures too, right? I, yeah. I think that's around this time. Okay. That's when I figured it out that I was like, Oh my god, that's them like Yeah. Yeah, that's when I finally cl- it clicked in my head. The funny thing is, th- even during that, like they show the silhouette of him out just standing outside and all this stuff, and it's like they uh, make such a huge deal about finally revealing that it's mm-hmm. Ian. Like it's just crazy to me. Like it's it's so obvious by the that point that they <laughs> well, reveal him. Well, the, this this movie is like like I mentioned, it's foreshadowing, and then if you if you don't hit it, you get hit in the head with it. You know. That's what this whole movie is. They say but, they, they say what's gonna happen, then they show it immediately, bash it in the head with it. Um, so she's figures out what to do. She starts having a memory of a future event where things are fixed, um, and it's because she was able to call the Chinese general on his private line and tell him his wife's dying words, which is because in this future event. The Chinese general shows her his mm-hmm. private number and tells her his wife's dying words, which is um, just so crazy, like the way they did this. And um, let me look. I've ended up going to the Idaho Potato <clears throat> Museum and stuff, so I lost all my <laughs> notes about that. Okay. Yeah, they're at the gala event, you know, and the Chinese. Okay. Yeah. So um, while she's about to tell him on the phone and stuff, like, um, all the military people are like, you cannot be calling China. And yeah, there's a call. There's a call coming. There's a call being sent out to China yeah. from someone's 
satellite phone. And Ian finds her and she's like, um, buy me some time. And like, he's ready to sacrifice himself and everything. Yeah. He trusts her, um, which is amazing. And then the, he te- she tells the Chinese general um, his wife's dying world words, which were when translated into English. In war, there are no winners, only widows. Which I thought, man, um, he lost definitely lost sight of what his wife told him then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and Villanueva decided not to include subtitles for the line, and uh, Hasier said he would have preferred it not be kept secret and was happy to reveal the translation. So, like, he worked so hard on that, and then it wasn't even used in the movie. Uh, I mean, the the Mandarin words were, but it wasn't shown to the wider audience. Yeah. Um, and then that stops it, and then China step like backs down and immediately is willing to share everything, and so then the country is able to share, or the world is able to share everything, and um. You know, at that point, I don't think anybody's immersed themselves in the language enough besides for these. Her, which yeah. I think is interesting. I, th- I would have thought that uh, Ian would have had some kind of, after knowing, like, dealing with the exact same uh, language and the exact same amount of time as Louise, you know, I would have thought that he just that he doesn't would've... deal with the language that same way. Like, Yeah, but he was getting some word, like, he was getting time and he was finding, you know, he's looking at it all the time and helping decipher it. I'd have thought yeah. that he would have uh, been able to see the few, like see nonlinear, um, mm-hmm. and been able to. That was one of the things that I had about like the decision, you know, and how he like divorced her because the decision. I figured he would have yeah. seen the the nonlinear path and accepted it, you know. Yeah, but I just don't think he, like his mind. I I don't think it, most people would be able to immerse themselves in this. I think they'd have to learn it from early because yeah. it's so advanced and stuff but she her whole mind is language so she was able to i think that's just my guess um well it definitely seems like as they're setting up you know for the future for three thousand years in the future that you know she puts a book out teaching the language and classes mm-hmm. and whatnot so they're they are teaching people the language it's gonna start happening it's yeah. going to yeah um and then she asks him um if you know if you could see your whole life from beginning to end would you do anything differently and i really like these next couple lines he says i i don't know i'd say what i feel more often Mm -hmm. and then he tells her you know after everything that we've been through um the crate you know the most surprising thing or um, amazing thing wasn't meeting the aliens; it was meeting you. Yeah, I'm like, damn, that's a good line, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, he whispered in her ear, "Do you want to make the baby? You want to well, make the baby? That's a f- future memory. Yeah, but it comes right after in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, if you knew that that was gonna be your kid's fate, would you do it? Would you have a kid? It's tough to answer the question, given everything we've talked about in here. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, God. We don't have to answer it. I don't know the answer for myself. Yeah. I I would. You would? I don't know if I can answer it. Yeah. I think if... 
I, I think, think it'd be selfish not to, though. I think it'd be the right thing to let them experience whatever life they experience. Yeah, I can see that. I like because you're withholding the pain from yourself. I like cherishing the moments. You know, like that's that's what I'm looking into that question more is like having that time. Like that's what is more important to me. You know, mm-hmm. instead of like trying to save the pain or you know the hurt for myself because that is pretty selfish of me to try to avoid that but really just focusing on how much time we have together like you know yeah that's true yeah i think uh i think if i if i had to put it into words um i would easily sacrifice a thousand days in the desert for one look at Tario's smile. So, um, yeah. you yeah. do it. Yeah, I think I would. I think I'd have to yeah. keep it. Yeah. Okay, that is arrival. We've arrived Fine. at the end. Thank God. <coughs> no, I, lo- Final, I love this movie. Uh, thoughts and letterbox ratings. Ooh. Cool. Um, I rated this movie on Letterboxd. Five stars with a hearty heart. Um, there were a couple nitpicky things yeah, that a heart on. I put a heart. I put a heart on. You know, <laughs> put my hard hat on, and then gave it the old heart on. Um, <laughs> I uh, I really liked this movie. There were a couple nitpicky things that I could definitely take away from it, but overall, mm-hmm. the enjoyment I had watching it and the way that it, like, th- so many things hit the way it so paid many, off. So many levels on this movie. Of the way I think the things that I enjoy, I enjoy, like, you know, like, movies that make you think about, you know, like, different dimensions and th- different ways of thinking, and, like, I love the idea. I was very excited for you to watch this movie, Jake. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was nervous, but as soon as I watched it, I was like, man, why is this not a movie that I've seen a million times? Because just everything about it makes my brain, like, excited. Um, the, because I've, th- I've thought a ton about I, I don't want to go into it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Like no, 2D thinking, 3D thinking, and then what a 4D thinking could look like. And so much of it involves around time. And uh, I think this movie probably nails what it would exactly look like. And it's so uh, it's so it's so cool because uh, uh, I think it, I think it really makes it simple and makes it easy to follow along for the layperson. And it makes sense mm-hmm. for what the theories suggest, you know, about what yeah. it would be like. Um, so it's a, uh, it's cool, and I like I like the graphics. I love the I love the synth music, you know, and I love mm-hmm. uh, I love the long shots that set up these these scenes. And Amy Adams yeah, is incredible. The cinematography, the sets. It's a good movie. I like it. Five stars. <clears throat> I'll go next, and then I'll give it to Kristen to wrap up and give us her theme and movie um so for me it was a five star and a heart as well this is movie is actually on my movie favorite movie for every year i've been alive this is my 2016 film um i love this movie and um i will say the second time around knowing what to expect like i said earlier it hits really hard um some of the stuff like the first time around i don't know I probably cried, but I, this time I really 
couldn't help it. Um, very heartbreaking and beautiful movie. Um, just gorgeous to look at. And it's a, it's a really simple story. Like aliens are here. They need help in the future. So they're giving us information, but it's like told so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely love this movie. Um, <clears throat> oh, sorry. <clears throat> well, I did not read it in letterbox yet. Um, but I will give it a four and a half stars. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Solid. Like it. Yeah. The only reason I take off half a star is because I think their graphics um like the CGI when she's in the spaceship, like that was really bad. Yeah. Um, it really didn't look too Yeah. Good. But um otherwise I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. But she gave Scoob five stars. I was about to ask hey, what she gave Starship Scoob Troopers. Is awesome. <laughs> and those graphics. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. That wraps up this theme of films dealing with free will, destiny, and fate. Oh man. So Kristen, you That's now funny. have the free will to pick your own thing. Okay. Okay. Well Did you say God about my uh setup? Yes. She did. So, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. <laughs> Thanks. So I look through a lot of movies trying to figure out what movie I wanted to watch. And Smart. I'm having a hard time deciding what theme. Like, I know what movie I want to watch, but I'm having a hard time figuring out what Would theme. Would you like us to bounce the themes around with you? Sure. Okay. Okay, so the movie that I want to watch is mm-hmm. Rudy. 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 Yeah, I want to watch sports that. movies. I would be good with that. I love Rudy. Um, Rudy. So I was thinking like or college movies. Yeah, so I was thinking like movies uh, about football, or even just sports movies, or movies about overcoming adversity. Here's another movie with the um, title is the main character's name. Also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it, too. That's three in a row for that one. That is. So, <laughs> I don't know. Are movies based on a real person or biopics? Kind of. Yeah. Man, any way you go, I think it's a good choice. Yeah. I'm ex- I love this movie. I'm so excited. To I know. It. I like this movie too. I've, I like, I just like rewatching it. So I like, I just want to watch it. <laughs> well, whatever okay. theme you pick, uh, I, I am, I'm excited to pick Is a movie that matches it. One of those it, so. themes you're leaning towards, Kristen? I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm kind of leaning towards just sports movies. I think just because that's, that's kind of a broad, I mean, they're all kind of broad. Like, we haven't had a broad theme in a while. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do movies about broads. Um, movies about oh, a pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When's our last kind of broad theme? Was it soundtracks? That was our first theme. Mo- mockumentaries was yeah, broad. That There's not a lot broad. of movies yeah. that in that genre either. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. I'll just go with sports movies. So, yeah. Cool. I'm going to choose uh, Invincible. Are you? No. 
I don't. I wonder what I'm gonna choose. Choose radio. Are you? Oh man, I don't that know. one makes me cry. The Snow Dogs Count is a sports movie. Oh, I'll watch that yeah. movie. <laughs> that does. I love Snow Dogs. R- Cuba Gooding Jr. movies apparently. That's <laughs> what the theme I'm on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, if somebody told me to pick a sports movie to watch, I'd probably pick Rudy. So I'm gonna have to think of something. Well, else. and uh, my immediate thought was uh, the ones I mentioned, the, the comebacks. I was like, going the other, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's How about uh, Semi Pro? Oh yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. <laughs> I just uh, listened to the Paul Rust and Gorley podcast. I just found out that uh, Paul Rust was uh, uh, in a wheelchair in that in Semi Pro, but it was cut out. And oh. he was like a fa- he was like a fan holding a sign in the in like the front row or something, and like all yeah. of his scenes like cut out or something like that. Dang. Oh, how funny! But yeah, that's the theme. I'm excited. So next theme is sports movies, and we'll lead off with Kristen's uh, film Rudy. And then it's you. So, and then it's me. And then me wrapping Followed, up. Cool. Wrapping up with Jacob, and I will have the theme afterwards. Cool. Speaking of wrapping up themes. I'm knocking up my mic. Um, we we briefly spoke about a uh, uh, rating our themes and like choosing movies, you know, ranking them in uh, in our, in order. Yeah. Uh, for this theme, the free will theme, what do you guys think about ranking these things? Arrival, Truman Show, and so um, can I say Justin something? Bureau. Yeah, I know I said that um, Arrival was on my favorite movie for every year I've been alive list. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it on our last episode, but the Truman Show is also. Oh on man. <laughs> For nineteen ninety eight. This is gonna be a tough choice for Alex if we do I this. I love both of those movies. Um I would probably put Truman Show first. Uh, that is my favorite one to rewatch out of the three. Um and probably would be the one I enjoy the most. Arrival two, Adjustment Bureau three. Oh man. Our lists are controversial, Alex. Kristen, what's yours? Do you uh, wanna go? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd have to say The Truman Show, The Adjustment Bureau, then Arrival. Oh, man, we're all different. Okay, mine is, uh, mine is The Adjustment Bureau number one with a bullet. Damn, with a bullet? With, and then, oh. and then The Arrival, and then Truman Show last. Dang. Mm. I, Interesting. And I'm not gonna lie to you, Adjustment Bureau is in my top four movies of all time. Like, I've seen the movie a lot of, a lot of times, so mm-hmm. now I would watch Arrival before I watch Justin Bureau again. Just because you just because I've seen wanna, Justin Bureau so many yeah. times, you know, that mm-hmm. I want to watch this one again. Like I almost want to watch this one again now. And like if we were to put Blade Runner in here, Blade Runner would be below all of them. <laughs> why? Why are you asking Blade Runner? <laughs> I don't know. It reminds me of Free Will and thinking a lot, you know. So <laughs> I just kind of want to put it in here just for fun. You just want to put it at the bottom of a list, I think. You know, movies that we've rated in this podcast so far. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're okay. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. We should do that at the end of every theme. And then, hey, since we're you know so far deep at the end of the year, we should we should look we should look how many episodes we put out, and we should rank our favorite themes for the year. How about that? Favorite themes, and then favorite just what we've done at that point in time. Whenever we do it. Of all the movies we've done within each theme, oh jeez, like a if full a full list. If that's what you want, 
<laughs> I'm saying it would it might be fun and interesting, you know? We can uh, try it. Yeah. We'll have to see. I'll, I don't I'll throw it on letterboxed. I don't know what we're uh I don't know what, how many movies we've done. I have to take a look, but Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure either. Um hashtag movies suck. No wait. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, don't use that. Um yeah, look forward to us doing that at some point this year probably. I would think. Who knows? We don't have linear thought. That's true. We've already done it before, actually. We ranked them in our first episode. <laughs> you going to go back and listen to the commas? Yep. Okay. I think we should wrap it up here, so I'll turn it over to Jake for for that. I got to wrap it up? Yep. You, you were talking about wanting to wrap it up earlier. Yeah, but that was hours ago, and I can't remember anything I was talking about. Well, you were saying that you were Mr. Jake Duke on Twitter and to rate and review. Oh, yeah. Us. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. All right. Uh, so that'll that'll do it for us today on All Take 3. Um, appreciate everyone sticking through to the end. Uh, as always, please follow us on Twitter at All Take 3 Podcast. I was getting there. I was leaving a little delay <laughs> for the audience to, you know, have some well, suspense. you said pod, though. Sounded like you were not sure. Yeah, I was unsure. I had no clue. Uh, so, all take three podcast for the podcast. You know, uh, let us know what you think about the episodes. What do you want us to cover? Um, what themes do you like? All that good stuff. Let us know. Um, and then you can follow me personally on uh, on uh, Twitter at Mr. Jake Duke. I'm on the old Twitter box at Alex Expressed. And I am at I am Kristen one. So thanks everyone for listening. That'll do us. That'll do it for us here at All Take Three. And uh, have a good have a good night, guys. Bye. 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 Welcome to another episode of Filmoscopy. I am your host, Lance. I'm Cody. <laughs> Alright, just kidding. I guess, Kristen, did, 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 are you Owen? Or do you know who Owen is? Yeah, I'll be Owen. <laughs> okay. Um, you should add this stinger at the end or something, Jacob. Okay. <laughs>